I'm actually going to get started. It is 12.06. We have uh, a nice audience here today. Welcome. And again, we are having some Zoom technical difficulties. If anyone um, who is behind the scenes for this session wants to go into the lobby and let folks know to try a couple of times, I do see some of those comments in the lobby. Don't give up is in the lobby. Um, just keep posting those and uh, we'll do our best to um, keep handling technical difficulties. I'm gonna jump into my presentation. And again, we're recording it, so that's the great thing. I feel bad for folks who couldn't get in, but um, let's work through this because we have some great things to talk about. I see Victoria was just able to join. Welcome, Victoria. And so let's go through um, some of these great topics that are gonna build a great foundation for you to start your business, grow your business or pivot if you want to make a change. It doesn't matter if you are only thinking about starting a business, if you just started your business, if you're trying to grow your business, this information is good for everyone because it's important to take a little bit of time out of every quarter or at least once a year to reflect on your business and strategize and make sure that you're going in the right direction with your business. So I'm going to jump into my slideshow. I'm going to encourage you to participate in the chat for this session. Throw in anything in the chat. Feel free to engage with each other. And if you have questions, feel free to, um, to definitely answer questions. I put questions in the Q&A. And um, there's one question in the uh, Q&A already before we got started with the official session, which is how should we reach you after the lobby has closed? And after the lobby has closed, that's a great question. You'll be able to reach me via my email, info at JacquelinePena.com. That's everywhere in the lobby area and in your registration packets. And you'll be able to reach me through there. And I'll keep mentioning that throughout the sessions. Your, um, your session uh, leaders, your speakers will be sharing their contact information as well. And uh, if you contact me because you can't get to them, I will be sending forwarding that information to them. So don't worry, we're going to stay connected. So um, let's get started because we have some fun things to talk about. Anything about business is fun. Uh, let's see, my computer has an error. Okay, but now it's back. So yes, it's definitely a bad Zoom day. I apologize for that. But I'm going to talk about building a foundation for growth for your business. Um, to start it, set it up for a successful growth plan. Many businesses actually do not succeed after a three-year mark, small businesses. And the idea is how do we rethink how we design our businesses so that we're not part of those statistics, so that we don't just succeed, but we grow. And so to frame the conversation, I'm going to lead you in, in the chat, Tell me a little bit about what products or services you're selling. I know a few of you in the chat, and I know you have a couple of side hustles. We're going to talk about side hustles in a moment. But uh, in terms of main hustles or side hustles, what products or services are you selling? And the only problem I'm having with live transcription is that it's in the way of my chat. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. That's my, uh, okay, there we go, chat. Scented candles, oh, I love those. Journals, yes. That's interesting, um, just so you know, now 
you know, as I read these, I technically sell products and services. I kept saying, I don't really sell product, but the truth is I'm an author. So I do sell reflection journals, books. There is a product I sell on that side. And then uh, in terms of my main for-profit business, I sell services, consulting services to colleges, universities, and small businesses. Okay, here's another question for all of you here. Um, I know we're in different places. Are you in this exploration phase? You're thinking about maybe starting a business. Maybe, um, maybe you are not sure what products or services you want to sell, but you know you want to do something as a side hustle or a main hustle eventually. Maybe you're in the ideation phase. You know you're starting a business, but you're not really sure how yet. You're planning it out. You're conceptualizing that business. Maybe you just started your business. You're just starting. You just opened the doors in a virtual space or an actual storefront space. Maybe you've been in business for a while, but you make under 100K in revenue, not profit. Maybe you've been around for a bit and you're over the 100K revenue mark. So where are you in your business exploration phase? Are you in the exploration? I said exploration phase. I kind of made that out for you, but are you in the exploration phase, in the ideation phase? Are you just getting started? Are you under 100K? You've been around for a while. Where are you? And if, if you're not quite sure, I see exploration and ideation phase. If you're kind of not quite sure, you're like, mm, you know, I'm kind of thinking about small business, but I'm not truly in the exploration phase. You can say I'm, I'm pre-exploration or, or exploration, which is where you're looking at possibilities. And oh, this is, so this is going to be interesting because I'm going to show you things that you should do now in the exploration ideation stage that I wish I had done with my current for-profit, <laughs> but that I help a lot of clients do. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit because sometimes we have an idea and we don't realize we could go in a different direction with our businesses. Here's the last question. What brought you to the session? What are you hoping to get out of the session today? What is, what's the big burning question or big learning goal or, or what is it you're trying to do with your life using the information from the session today? So um, feel free to throw in um, anything that you might be considering. And I'm gonna leave that open and jump into the chat to see, but what do you hope to know more about today? I'm gonna leave that open and let you keep adding ideas of more things you wanna get out of the session because then I'll frame my conversation around those topics for you. So I'm gonna jump right into this agenda. We're gonna do a quick dive into a few of these. This is more of the overview kind of session. And then if you want more information, if you wanna just have a one-on-one -on -one over a cup of tea on Zoom, or maybe not Zoom after today's experience, but, <laughs> but maybe on another platform on FaceTime or anything, I'm always open for a nice chat, informal cup of tea, and we could go through these, stuff, these things. But today it's about this overview View. We're going to talk about your goals and your life because believe it or not, you are the key asset for your business. The business owner is a key asset. I just interviewed Nicolette Mona, who works out of Africa, actually, and, and she said this to me, and it was so true. The business owner is a key asset. Without you, there's no business. So we have to make sure you build something that fits around your life. We're going to look at products or services, your place in the market, your mission, vision, story, your launch plan. 
we're going to talk about how to create a simple three-year plan, not a business plan like those scary ones we learned in business school. Those are important if you're getting investors, but if you're doing a sole proprietorship, a smaller business in LLC, you don't need to go that extensive. And uh, other considerations as you grow. Since some of you have had some experience in the business world, and since most of you are in exploration ideation phase, even though I know a few of you are not, a couple of you are actually already selling um, music, candles, things like that. So I'm not going to go uh, too in depth into some of these things, but again, let me know if you want more information. I'd be happy to have that cup of tea with you or something stronger. Uh, and also happy hour is an informal Zoom meeting where we'll see each other. I'll have my tequila there for that meeting actually since it's in the evening and we'll chat about any other questions you have or think about the best way to launch your business and anything else you need. But again, the business starts with you. What are your life goals? What are your business goals? And out of curiosity, I see some people who are looking at candles, music, journals, things like that here in the session today. Um, in the chat, let me know um, what are your goals, your life goals, and why do you want to start a business or grow your business? What, so it's kind of related to what you're hoping to get out of the session in some ways, but I'm curious to see what are your life goals? Are you trying to be independent? Are you trying to make more money? Maybe you're not making the kind of money in your traditional nine to five job that you would like to make. And by the way, Lindsay Hansen later on, she left her nine to, nine to five job to help other women start their own online businesses and leave those nine to five jobs. So throw in any um, personal goals, any life goals. Building wealth is very important. And the information on how to build wealth is very limited. It's provided to a certain percentage of people in the way that they're raised and the access to information they get. And a lot of the work that I do with one of my clients is around this concept of helping people become independent, build wealth, but really get access to the information that they wouldn't normally get access to in order to be able to do that. And I think um, we could do that through businesses, but it all depends on what you're selling because some things make money, but not a lot of profit. Some things do not make a lot of money in terms of revenue, but might have a higher profit margin. Yeah. And we all want to live off of our passion and our craft and so that's a big one because sometimes you have your nine to five, but in your nine to five, that's not your full passion area. So you might create a side hustle that's based on your passion and balance it that way. But ideally that side hustle could be your main hustle. And then you can um, take that main hustle and live off of that. I see a, a, a great colleague there, um, Lorraine. I love your business and your, your marketing strategy for Leaf Fit Essentials. We'll talk a little bit about mission, vision, story, but um, definitely inspiring to motivate. And want, you want to inspire and motivate women to lose weight while being a modern day woman and looking fabulous doing it too. And I look at some of the clothing that you sell. So there's some great things here. I saw that with the candles, there's music, there's journals. Um, there are lots of great things that we're selling. Not everything will be a high profit kind of um, idea. And so we have to think about those life goals and those business goals, and you might have to pivot a little. Maybe you are selling a product, but maybe you're also selling a service. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but that service might be a consulting service or a coaching service. Maybe you're also helping um, you know, high level women, meaning women in high level positions, I should say, in different organizations around this idea of health, fitness, and being just motivated and really being a modern day woman. 
So you have a lot of great stuff going on. I'm gonna um, jump into side hustle, main hustle, and side hustle for future main hustle. As you hear me say this a lot. So I, I just want you to keep thinking about that. Some of us are building side hustles to be able to continue in our main hustle. We, we might have a great job, the pay is great, retirement plan, but it's not 100% our passion. Or you might be like me and a few others in the chat. You might be a multi-passionate creative and then, oh man, we're in trouble because multi-passionate creatives, we have too many passions and we need to be creative in multiple spaces or else we're just not fulfilled. We're not happy. And so the side hustle is perfect. Some of you might be creating a main hustle, but you might be creating a main hustle as a part-time main hustle. This is going to be your only job, this business, but you really want to spend more time with your kids or taking care of parents. And so you're going to work part-time, 20, 30 hours in this main hustle, or maybe it's full-time. Maybe this is your 40, 50-hour job, and this is what you're hoping to get out of it. And for some of us, we're creating side hustles to eventually leave the nine to five and turn the side hustle into our main hustle. But we need to grow it revenue-wise first before we could do that. So those are considerations as you're thinking about your business. Then you have to think about what you're selling. And are you selling products or services? And we, we shared that in the chat earlier on. And you could do a combo of both. And you might need to in order to increase not just revenue, but you have to think about revenue, but you have to also think about profit. Some things are low margin and give you more profit. So coaching, consulting, those things tend to be on the low margin side. You don't have to spend a lot of money to uh, deliver the service. You're just paying for a Zoom subscription or you know things like that. And, and then your time, and we'll talk about that. Your time is valuable. Um, and your time and other things are more expensive to create. Um, you know, I saw someone who said journals and candles. And clothing, leaf essentials, you have to actually spend money on manufacturing something. So there's additional costs to that. So the profit margin might be smaller. So you want to balance what you're selling for that. You have to also think about who your clients are. Who are you selling to? Because that makes a difference in marketing and packaging and pricing in where you sell and how you sell. And I'll connect that to this next piece which is um, once you decide on what you're selling, who you're selling to, then you have to think about um, what's out there in the market. What's my competition and how am I different? How am I going to really make money? So you might have an oversaturated market and you might notice that if you do research in, in the storefront market, it's oversaturated. In the online market, it's oversaturated. And what are you bringing to the table that's a little bit different? that's going to make you actually be able to sell. Now, there's some markets where there are tons of people doing that work. In my consulting area, there are tons of people consulting for higher ed. But what do I bring a little bit different? And maybe I bring the short-term project piece that's different. Um, the other piece is that we can work on any aspect. Not just We're not just research-focused. So what are you bringing to the table that's a little different from the other folks? Another thing is that I can easily integrate into the... Um, the client's business so that I, I am kind of like one of the employees and it eases transitions for everyone when I'm working on a project. So what are you bringing to the table that's different from everyone else? Because you might have a lot of people working in that space, but there might be a lot of jobs in that space, a lot of potential to sell in the consulting side, but in the product side, this product might be in high demand. So your product will stand out and sell anyway, even though there are a hundred other people doing it. 
So do, do your research, do your research. I know I'm talking fast because I had a lot of tea and coffee this morning <laughs> and I'd be being mindful of the time and you know all the Zoom issues we've had today. So again, feel free to throw anything into the Q&A because I, I decided not to stop until a little bit more into the session. So I'll stop for Q&A, um, but definitely keep putting things in there for me. Now, once you do that research, you say, I have a winning product or I have a winning service. Now what? I know there's a need. I can sell this. Now what? Well, first you got to think about how you're going to sell it. And um, I work with a lot of actually almost all our female biz small business owners who are in the space of customized crafts, candles, journals, coaching, health and wellness spaces. And we always talk about where are we informing our customers, how are we marketing, and where are we selling. And I always have them look at um, websites. Are they going to sell through their own website? Are they going to um, Are they going to be using a third party vendor website like a Shopify and Etsy? And Etsy is a great one. A lot of people start off selling a few things on Etsy which is a third-party vendor in essence, or Amazon, and then later build their own online storefronts themselves, e-commerce e storefronts. Maybe you're going to sell through your social media platforms. We could do that now on Facebook, Instagram. Maybe you need a storefront uh, of some sort, an office space, an actual store. And now you're talking about rent. That's a lot more expensive than paying just for the website. You still need a website, but you, know, you still need a rent for a space is a lot more. And some people do pop-up shops. They just run a space for a month and it's a pop-up shop. But you know, you kind of promote it for a while and then jump in there and then you pop up at a fair and then you pop up in a mall for a month. And so um, that's another way to do it where you're not committed to this rent for a long time. So very cool. And I love that you're all sharing links. So by the way, for those of you who have products and you're already selling it, please put those links in the chat, share with each other, jump into the lobby after the session and put your information in the lobby chat so that other folks, especially those who couldn't make the session because of the tech issues, so that they can click on that link and visit your site and check out um, your products and services. I do encourage you to network today. And in the happy hour, um, definitely bring anyone you want to the happy hour, the virtual happy hour, and let's share uh, about our businesses and strategize together. Okay, this is the hardest one for me. So yeah, you want to start a business, grow a business. Well, you know what is really important is pricing. And I never know how to price. I always want to provide the highest quality possible at the lowest price possible. Um, it's, it's just my nature. But the truth is that I have to pay the bills. And sometimes we don't realize what those bills are. So um, we have to think about what the cost of selling, of creating and selling that product or services and the cost of delivering it. So I'm thinking coaching, consulting, um, operational costs that we never think about. Uh, I, I've been doing masterclass a lot and um, I can't remember her name, but the head of Spanx, the creator of Spanx, she said, her, she, she does clothing, right, Spanx, and um, which you would wear under your clothing. And she talks about how with, in pricing, you should price five times more than what it costs to make the product five times. I just, I was in shock. But the other thing is that most of my products, most of the things I sell are services, not products. I'm a consultant and a, a mostly rather than a seller of products. And so I was stuck with how do I price 
my consulting. So I hope this helps a little bit. Uh, I think most people here are product-based, but I do want you to consider adding services in order to increase your profit in the business. So pricing is, what does it cost to make this? What does it cost to make the candle, the journal, the, the outfits and the exercise bands and things like that? What does it cost to create the product? What tools do you need to have at home? I'm picking on someone, at least one person in this chat is a Cricut lover, Cricut, I think I'm saying it correctly. So there, there are tools that this person might use to create special logos that go on some of the merchandise that you customize for clients. How much do those tools cost? Shipping and shipping materials. So you got to pay for the shipping itself. And then you got to pay for the materials, the bubble wrap, the tape. I loved this picture. I was going to go with the money sign for this slide. But you, you, this is a person who sells a product, essentially. That's what I'm seeing. And so she's packaging the product for the clients. She has to get print out the postage. She has to get the tape. There's bubble wrap involved. Um, she's renting the space to work out of. So there's rent for storage space or workspace. And then there's money that goes into business compliance. And some of you right now might say, yuck. But we have to think about the fact that we have annual reports to fill out for our city, our state for the federal government. We have IRS compliance. We do not want the IRS knocking on our doors. They're not, I, I love the IRS. I'm gonna say that publicly since we're being recorded, but now, all jokes aside, um, we really want to avoid red flags for the IRS. So be very careful with that. Um, there are other business compliance. For example, if your business is not a sole proprietorship, most of you here can have sole proprietorships from what I'm seeing, but you're growing into something bigger. Um, I went with an LLC because of the liability. I wanted to separate the liability of the business from Jacqueline Pena. So I created for my consulting business an LLC, but there are fees I have to pay every year in order to have an LLC. And then once you grow, you have to pay people to work for you. And so that's an expense. And if you're paying people, then you have to pay um, things associated with wages. You have uh, fees for unemployment that you pay to your state. You have to contribute uh, to Social Security, Medicaid for your employee. So these are expenses that you're not thinking about. You also need technology. Even if you're a consultant, you need technology and software. You need a laptop. I'm using my laptop. Um, you might need a, a new microphone uh, for something that you do related to your work. You might need Zoom, um, Zoom subscriptions, they cost money. So you still need technology and software money, subcontractor money, I mentioned that, people who can help you with short-term projects and your time. Ooh, do you price for your time? Because I, you know, your time is valuable. So you might be thinking, well, it only costs me five bucks to make this product, I'll sell it for seven or eight but you might be the one making the product. You're also doing the marketing. You're doing the operations of the business. You're packaging, you're shipping. You're this person who probably does it all. So you want to think about what your time costs when you come up with pricing. That is a lot. So I'm going to stop here. I see some great things in the chat, by the way. So I'm going to jump into the chat. Feel free to throw something in the Q&A. But um, I do want to thank you for being so open and sharing so much in the chat already uh, in a small group. I know it could be a little tricky, but um, I know the pop-up events. I do want to give a shout out to Lorraine because she's at pop-up events, uh, pop-up shops once a month. I do uh, see her take advantage of social media. We're talking about marketing in a bit, but she takes advantage of social media and you see the posts from the shops. But those are very helpful because now you're not paying rent for a long-term space. 
Um, and the only thing is that they do cost money, but sometimes you might have a cool friend who has, you know, a backyard behind a business that she doesn't mind converting into an outdoor pop-up shop for a weekend, a month, or, you know, you can get creative in what a pop-up shop looks like as well, just like food trucks get creative on where they park. So just an FYI for anyone thinking about that, journals, candles, clothes, all these things can be sold in these pop-up shops in that kind of space. Okay, how about if you work from home? So your home office is, uh, is also a space that technically you can pay yourself rent for. Um, and, with, and if you're sole proprietorship, especially, or any business and you own your place and you, or you pay rent, you're gonna mark off the square footage of the space where you work because uh, that is actually a part of your workspace, not your home space. So you're in my home office right now which at one point was supposed to be a dining room, but that kind of started and disappeared. Uh, and so my dining room is now my official office. I have my computer equipment, my meeting table, my books, everything. And so this is my space. Technically, you know, I pay my own rent. Ideally, when you think about pricing, think about what the cost of renting that space would be. And in some cases you can pay yourself that rent out of the business. Uh, depends on how you set up your business. And I say that because if you grow and you decide to get a small office somewhere because you don't fit in your dining room anymore, you can't just say, oh, well, now I have to pay rent. So let me increase the price of all my products by 20 bucks. You can't just all of a sudden change your pricing because all of a sudden you realize that you have a rental expense. So, so just think about that when you're looking at pricing. Um, once you have all of that, uh, I don't see anything else in the chat or in the Q&A. Perfect. So once you have all of that, think about mission, vision, and story. Um, I can always help you with any of this. Again, you know, with a cup of tea on Zoom for an hour. But mission, the mission guides your work. And I know you've heard this many, many times, but it's good to look at this once a year for a for a startup kind of company, meaning you just started and you're moving really fast, it's good to look at this at least once a quarter. Your mission, use your mission to guide your work and your decisions. It's your purpose. I'll show you an example of a mission statement. It's your purpose. Use it to guide you. Should I sell this product? Should I partner with this person? Should I shift in this direction? Well, what's your mission? Use that to guide you. Uh, your vision is kind of like this goal this, I want to get there someday. And that goal should, should also guide the direction you're going in. Am I working my way towards that goal? And your story is so important because, especially with the pandemic, we want connections and your story will help sell, will help people connect with you and your product or service. And your story will guide your marketing, your social media, your website, how you package things, your branding, color scheme, you'd be surprised at what your story, how your story affects everything else. And that's where people can make that connection. People are looking for a connection more now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm noticing some things in the chat. I'm going to go back before I show you some examples. But, um, but yes, people are not pricing properly based on their time. And moving to this slide, a lot of people are not thinking mission vision. A lot of us start with, you know, I want to do this for this reason and run with it. But um, the mission might not be clear. And then you have to backtrack and write it out. So I'm, I'm teaching you from 
all the mistakes in the solopreneurship world. And I'll explain that one at the end. Um, here's an example from our next speaker. He is in the finance world, the part that I don't really love, but I'm going to be honest, it's super, super important for success. And he's been great in uh, teaching me and guiding me along this way. So um, JBS, uh, the person who will be speaking next is Rob Aquino on how to look at your numbers, your finances <clears throat> to guide your growth decisions, because that's very important. So their mission statement is to offer high quality financial solutions that empower individuals and small businesses while contributing to the economic development of the community. And they are a very community focused, um, outfacing organization, very much embedded in the community. Their vision is to one day be recognized as the accounting and financial services firm of choice for providing exceptional financial solutions to individuals and businesses while providing a working environment where staff members can grow and succeed. So they're looking at their services, their community, and their team, right, in that vision. Your speaker after that is Lindsay Hansen. And so Lindsay, it, I, I use her as the example of a story. So Lindsay talks about her story of quitting her accounting job because she wanted freedom from that nine to five after she has studied so much, got the CPA and everything, you know, she, you know, all that stuff. And she wanted to become an online coach and she didn't know how to start, but she quit her job and went with it. And now she sets her own schedule. She works from home. She can work from anywhere remote. And what her business is focused on is on helping women overcome self-doubt, fear of judgment and money struggles that hold them back from launching their businesses. So she helps them get through that, design the business as, and eventually be able to leave the nine to five job and turn that business into the main hustle for that person. So notice how her story leads into this is what I do. Now she has extended an extra, she's added an arm, a new service to her company. So we're gonna talk about that. And that service is social media or digital marketing. That's like digital marketing. That's digital marketing, which includes social media and other kinds of marketing. So you can see how her story to go to our last two comments, Lorraine, Claudia, you can see how, how her story helps you connect because people who are going through that struggle are like, wow, I can understand that. I want to leave my job. I want to start my own business, but I don't know if I can do it. And so now they're, they're connected and they're going to follow through and reach out to her for a discovery call. Um, I think Igor is here. Igor, hi. Igor will be speaking right before the happy hour. I promise Igor I'm going to hold off on the tequila until happy hour. But I wanted to show you how you could then take your mission, your vision, your story, and play around with some branding, some slogans, some lines. And there are two lines I love from Insperity, which is where Igor uh, works. And it's that HR makes a difference. Uh, they, they, I'm sorry, they believe in HR that makes a difference, not just any HR, not just let's be compliant, not just fill any paperwork. We believe in HR that makes a difference. And the other piece that I love is that they say we're obsessed with delivering HR mastery. So I love the tone, the language, the color scheme. It just kind of all comes together for them in the Insperity side. And he's joining us today to talk about the life cycle of an employee and so many other things that we don't think about. And it's important because all of us at some point will need subcontractors, 
will want to grow, which means adding team members. So it's an important conversation. All right, so what's next? I've done a lot of talking. I'm gonna jump into a couple of next steps and uh, say hi to folks who've joined us in the last few minutes and encourage you to keep using that chat, keep using that chat to engage with each other. I love seeing how you're supporting each other in this small business world. So what's next is decide how you're gonna launch your business. What do you want to launch? How do you wanna launch it? When to launch? A few of you have already launched. You're everywhere. I see you on social media. I recognize some of the names. And so the question for you is the next part of the cycle. What do you want to launch next? Let me be honest. Uh, if you're like me, you're like, oh my God, I have a hundred ideas. I want to do these hundred things. I'm going to sell these hundred products and services now, 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 now. And if you try to launch with a hundred great ideas, because I'm not saying they're bad ideas, you're going to be overwhelmed and you're not going to deliver on the quality that you're hoping to deliver. So you're going to have all these ideas. You're going to run yourself thin. You're going to get sick and the quality of the product or service isn't going to be there. And your business could be part of that percentage that doesn't succeed because of burnout and the quality and all these other things. So I always tell people to just stagger it. Think about the first line of products, the first line of candle scents, the first line of outfits. Um, think about... Um, you know, any, any, what is it, what, what is the first service you want to offer in your coaching business or your consulting business? Once you really feel good about how it's going, once you have a good groove, you got some testimonials, you got some good stuff going, then add the next product or line of products and services and just keep adding. Aside from products and services, maybe you're adding new clients. I'm going to, um, I'm going to pick on Lorraine because I, I, I believe Lee Fit Essentials has outfits for women. I don't know if you have outfits for men, but maybe, you know, her client, who are you selling to, right? Women. So maybe her client, so one way she grows, her next launch is adding stuff, adding products for men. So she's adding another kind of client to her business. So that's one way to grow. For me, I was working with higher education. I was working with colleges and universities. So I added one product and then another, I mean, one service and then another, but then to switch it up, I started adding different kind of clients, a nonprofit, a small business. And so that was a way for me to grow my company, not with a new product or service, but more with a new client and just pivoting my service to that client. So very, very cool. Um, I know that I see someone here who hasn't officially launched, um, but definitely I want to say if you start with that mission, vision, and story, you can build a community first via social media, build a community, build a movement around your mission, vision, and story. And then when it's time to launch your product, you're already going to have the clients waiting because they're part of your community. So for anyone who hasn't launched a product or service yet, I encourage you to build a community. Use different kinds of social media posts. Use educational posts, motivational posts, inspirational posts. We can have these conversations in Lindsay Hansen's session and offline if you want to meet up for tea uh, virtually. But definitely build the community. And then when you're ready to launch a product, the community is already there. And at least 10 percent of the people in that community would probably buy the product depending on the pricing. 
Ooh, and then there's some good, good question. How do you choose the online product to use in creating a boutique and an online store? I know we have a few folks here who have um, online stores now, so feel free to chime in or you might know people with online stores. I wanna say it really depends on the product you're using and what you're selling and who you're selling to because some online stores, those third-party vendors, um, might be more geared to one age group or one area of the US and you might be targeting someone different. So I think choosing the best one is really based on what you're selling, how you're selling it and who you're selling it to. And then researching those different platforms to write, find the one that fits to the answers to those questions, but also your mission, vision and story. So you're kind of picking the best one. And sometimes I do a little simple rubric and list all these things and then kind of do, do my research and, um, you know, a one point, two point rubric, three point, something simple and just kind of process of elimination. This doesn't work for my clientele. This doesn't work for my product. And you could just keep, keep going in through there. Yeah. And I love, um, Lorraine gave a great example about building community in the chat. So take a look at that last chat comment. I'm checking for time, we're doing good. Um, I know I was just talking about the cycle of what to launch. Um, so for example, you could just launch, uh, if you're a product-based business, you could think about the first, um, you know, it's funny, I didn't know we were gonna have a candle person in the session, but that was the example I was thinking of last night. You could launch your first, it's it's right before, Christmas is around the corner, believe it or not. So you could launch your first line of, of scents, candle scents, and it could be related to Christmas, the apple pie, cranberry, cinnamon, vanilla, and you know things that remind you of the holidays of family. And that could be the first line. So that could be the first product launch. And then the second product launch could be in six months. And it could be another line of scents that remind you of summer, these summery breezes, ocean breeze. And then maybe it's scents. Maybe now you're adding a new type of product. So six months later, you're releasing your first line of spray scents for the home. Uh, it all depends on your mission, vision, and your story, but you can determine what to launch and how. Now, these are not necessarily high profit items I'm talking about. So they, they might generate some good revenue, but we got to talk about that profit margin line. Um, but then maybe you add a service. Maybe now you start, oh, in my podcast, I interview this amazing person who works on making your home more functional. So maybe you add a service. Maybe now you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching on how to make your home truly functional for you. And, uh, and that's a, a service you provide uh, for your company that's about a better home life where you sell candles, uh, sprays, and now you have this consulting piece. So there's a lot you can do in bringing them together. You don't just have to sell a product or a service. I encourage you to diversify, to do things that are a little bit different. It's going to increase your revenue. If you're a product-based company, think about services which are um, low margin, you don't spend a lot, just your time, the most valuable thing. And then, um, and then you can get more profit out of that. The other thing is um, for, for my business, I already gave you the example. I started with one kind of client, higher education. I added, first I did professional development, then I added student success programs. So I added different services for this client. And then I opened the door for other kinds of clients and the professional development for a small business and the professional development for nonprofit. And so I, I just keep adding services for those new clients and for the current clients. So I, I grew by growing the kind, those kinds of services I offer and then the kinds of clients I work with, but not all at once. 
Um, and so that's it. Plan it out. What do you want to do in your first quarter of the year, the first three months, second three months, third three months? I always tell people to look at uh, your strategic plan. I don't want to scare you, but to look at how you want to launch and grow in three month pieces. What can you do these three months? You don't want to burn now, especially if you still have your, your job as your main main job, your main income, and this is your side hustle. Uh, and then put it out there as a three-year plan. Don't let it fall behind. Um, check in every month. You have to spend time strategizing on your business. You have to spend time reflecting. You have to spend a few hours a month or an hour a week. You know, um, Nicolette Shinomona, again, in Africa, she's a business coach. She uh, she's on my podcast that's coming out soon, but she always tells people to do um, finance Fridays because she feels most people leave the finance behind, the finances behind. So, I'm, so she asks her clients to put one hour every Friday to work on the business. And this is what you could do while you're working on the business. And we're, we're almost at the end of this piece. And we have some great guests in here already that you might have some great questions for them. So feel free to use the chat because I see that you're engaging with each other. But there are some other considerations. I'm not going to scare you. I'm not going to go into them. But I just want you to know that there's some other considerations for the success of your business. And so one of those is finance. We can run away from the numbers. I am not an accountant. And I've been learning a lot from JBS. Thank you so much, Rob Aquino, who will be speaking at the next session about, about how to know your numbers. Use your numbers as a guide to grow your business. And that's an interactive session. You can ask him anything. And then we'll be talking about digital marketing because you can't really grow your business without some kind of digital marketing. So for digital marketing, we're going to have Lindsay Hansen and we used her story for this slideshow. And so um, Lindsay's going to jump in and walk us through that because it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. There's some kind of marketing, digital marketing that takes place. Word of mouth is always the best way to get clients. And most of my clients are word of mouth, but eventually you still have to have some kind of presence out there. Human resources uh, is one that a lot of us don't think about. So ETE started as a solopreneurship and ETE started specifically to work in the education space. So it's actually called empowerment through education. And what happened was the pandemic came and we started growing really fast. And then I realized this company can work with, I can help so many more people besides just colleges and universities. And I can't do it alone. So now we're a team, a growing team, and we serve more than just higher education or education spaces. So we now have to rethink our three-year plan and we're using ETE as our new branding uh, for 2022 instead of empowerment through education. So you, you see how if, if we had thought about these things earlier, I would have had a, an easier time with all these transitions during right, 2021. So human resources is one of them. You're going to have to pay people if they work for you. People are not going to work for free, maybe interns and volunteers, but still, you still need to know how to work with them, performance management, what happens if there's an issue in the office, how do you empower people, engage people on your team so that you're working as a team. Human resources can really, um, poor human resource practices can break your business. So that is Igor. Igor is going to talk about the life cycle of the employee and so many other cool things. And I wish I had seen Igor's PowerPoint before my session because his PowerPoint is fabulous. And I just didn't have time to redo mine after I saw his. <laughs> but you'll see him today before the happy hour as well. So Rob is at um, 1.30 to 2.30. Lindsay is 3 to 4. 
Igor is uh, 4.30 to 5.30 and happy hour is 6 to 7.30 or until we want to end where we can just strata. It's just informal Zoom conversations. We all get to see each other and have a drink. My tequila is ready for all of you. The last two things we can't forget about are business structure. Um, this one is funny because um, someone, I think, I think it was Rob actually in a chat shared a video today um, <clears throat> that differentiates between sole proprietorship and LLC. I shared, I went with the LLC route because of the liability. I wanted to have the liability on the business, not on myself. But as you grow, there's some things you have to think about. I have to follow as an S-Corp because of my size and my revenue. And maybe you want to be a C-Corp or maybe, you know, there's so many things to think about and you want to make sure you know your business structure and where you're going and what your options are. And every state has different uh, legal requirements and comply. Oh, let's use the word compliance. Different things you have to do for compliance, no matter how big or small you are, like annual reports. Florida likes to charge for those annual reports every year. And if you make a change, they charge you $50 more. I'm a Florida, I'm a Florida-based company. So know your business structure and, and definitely know all your compliance requirements for your city, county, state, and federal. Let's not make the IRS people upset. And that is the end. I know I talked really fast. You got a lot of great information. I hope, <coughs> sorry, I woke up with a cold. I hope you got something out of this session to help you think about how to launch your business, maybe grow your business, redesign your business, add more revenue to your business. I really hope that there's something you could take away um, from the session today. And know that I'm recording this. We had some tech issues um, at the beginning of the day. So if for any of your colleagues who were trying to get in and couldn't, just let them know that the recording links will be in the email sent to all registrants this weekend. So um, you know, not to fear that we'll have the recording and I will make sure I have my email so people can access uh, me if they want a, um, a chat or if they want me to connect them with one of our speakers later today. This slide shows you that I have a lot of issues, personal issues. Number one, you have my contact information, so go for it, contact me. But number two, I am a multi-passionate creative. I am not satisfied with life if I'm just doing one thing. And so um, I left my full-time passion job, I love higher ed, in 20, February 2019 because of other circumstances in life and couldn't stay still, so I started consulting. And that became ETE, my for-profit company that works with higher education spaces, um, small businesses and nonprofits. Then I created, uh, I said, if I made a certain amount of money, I was gonna start a nonprofit. Well, I did great the first year. So I started JPF, which is a nonprofit company that basically provides a lot of educational support services related to the for-profit, but for free. So uh, JPF is the nonprofit that will be growing in the next couple of years. And of course, um, I have coffee in an interview, the podcast, everything I do is under four pillars, just so you know, because I'm a multi-passionate creative, I can't just say I'm a finance person or a higher ed person. So everything I do is under education, economic development, health and wellness, and the power of story. And so if you want to listen to the podcast, I have episodes that range across all those four pillars, and there's an episode for everyone, so jump in there. Um, and then, of course, I wanted to publish, but I wanted control. So I created my own publishing house. And so I have Discover Your Strength Press. So I published my own books under my publishing house. I have five more titles lined up for the next few years. And then I will consider opening it up to other authors. But I can only do so much at once. Notice I have to space it out because I have a lot going on. 
And I still do a little bit of one-on-one consulting or coaching as it would be called. Um, select folks who are on a doctoral path or in high level positions and just need a little help pivoting. So I, I didn't wanna close my doors to any of those folks. So I still keep that on. So I wanted to show you that because, um, <laughs> because I want you to know that sometimes we're trying to find our passion place but sometimes it's in more than one place. So as you're thinking about your business, you can create a main hustle business. I'm going to get out of this slideshow so I can see some faces. You can get, well, I forgot I can't see faces, but at least I can see the chat better. You can't, um, you can have a main hustle business and still dabble in a couple of other passions. So if you're passionate about art and music and education, there's no reason why you can't do those three things. Going back to one of those first slides, what are your goals? What are your personal goals? What are your life goals? What are your business goals? Your life goals, your personal goals have to mesh, have to be part of the decision-making process for your business. If you're trying to work your business as a part-time business, you really have to think about what you're gonna launch how often you're going to launch, what are you going to do, how do you, um, how much time can you really put in and how are you going to package and sell those products or services in a way where your, where your business can really be a part-time business. But if this is, I'm all in, this is my main hustle and I don't have much else going on, then you can grow however you want. These are the decisions you have to make. And yeah, <laughs> I like, I thought you were going to say, yikes, Claudia. I see, yep, that's Jackie, multi-passionate creative. Yep, those quarterly goals come in handy and checking those goals. Uh, sometimes we pause growth areas in our business and it helps to not pause them, maybe to just pivot in how often we release it or market it. Or sometimes there's some things that we do need to pause for a couple of months, a product or service, not add anything new. Let it organically grow and get more people interested before we add something else. Yeah. And so please go into the main lobby, share your social media and what you sell and any tips for other small business owners in the main lobby chat. Here, I see some uh, folks sharing their, their social media. Thank you so much for doing that for each other. I think we can learn from each other. And um, that's what the happy hour is for. Cameras on, we all see each other. You don't really need to drink an alcoholic drink. It could be water, tea, coffee, but um, or nothing. Um, but join us if you wanna just chat and you take the lead and you ask the questions and you share your growth ideas and we work with you and, and share ideas with each other. Yeah. And thank you everyone for being here. Thank you for being patient with the, the tech issues we were facing today, this happened to me about a year and a half ago or with Zoom when we had a crash for an hour and I was leading a professional development summit, uh, but it looks like we've um, gone through it. So I definitely look forward to seeing you in other sessions. Go to the lobby. You'll be able to see the speakers. I'm added to all of them now as a speaker because I'll be uh, moderating for all of our fabulous speakers. So definitely go into the lobby, check out our speakers, check out the session information, pick the sessions that make sense for you. Uh, use the lobby in the main room. Um, and then again, the happy hour, join us. It's informal, share your ideas, share your experiences, share your products, bring, bring a sample and just pop it on the screen if you're selling a product or share your service, talk about your service in the happy hour. We, we, um, we really have an opportunity to empower each other 
And these are the kinds of opportunities. So I hope I see you at the happy hour tonight, which is at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm not kicking all of you out, but we have two minutes left. So if you have a question, ask away. Keep sharing in the chat. Um, I see, uh, I think she just left. We had a great consultant. I just saw um, Vicki Gooden too. She does a lot of work around strengths and um, she was here with us today. Um, another a person who also did an amazing job of focusing on one clear service and then growing it for her business. So another uh, great example from, the, from our guests here today. Um, it was great, great uh, virtually seeing you in the chat feature. I hope I see you at happy hour at some of the other sessions. Feel free to email me if you have questions, concerns, or feedback, because we want to keep trying to do free webinars, uh, short sessions, summits. We have a health and wellness uh, major event coming up in 2022. We get to do guided meditation, all kinds of stuff. So again, I work under those four umbrellas. In the small business space, I want to keep having some live Q&A sessions with professionals who can help you in growing your business. So feel free to email me your needs, your ideas, or throw them in the uh, lobby chat. And thank you so much. I see that we have music. And so we have a link to Hunter Band Official on Instagram and a link to a webpage. So we have someone here who sells music. So we have all kinds of talent in the session today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Enjoy the sessions. I'm going to end this session. So if you have final thoughts, throw them in the chat. See you, see you, see you all at 1.30 in Rob Aquino session about finance. Don't be scared. He actually makes it really fun. And without the finance conversations, I wouldn't have made some of the great decisions when I decided to not be a solopreneur and grow my business. I think uh, definitely something for all of you to check out. And I love the uh, collaboration. Love it, love it, love it. Please keep in touch with each other, even if you don't see each other in other sessions. Again, we can help each other grow, right? Empowering each other. So definitely stay connected. And have a fabulous Friday. 